A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. That was loud. Happy Tuesday, gang. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. You can, of course, find me on Instagram if you want to send some nice pictures my way, Andy Goldstein 05. And obviously, you can check me out on Drive for the rest of the week. In fact, for the rest of your life from 4pm. Anyway, more on that later. Actually, there won't be any more on that later. But we begin with, of course, the Lionesses celebrating their amazing Euro 2022 victory at Trafalgar Square in front of the England fans. We'll hear from Millie Bright, Frank Kirby, thanking a TalkSport presenter for their support over the years. But we begin with Rachel Daly, speaking to our England correspondent, Faye Carruthers. This is life-changing, though. You know that. 56 years and one day, everyone keeps saying, since the World Cup in 1966. You're now European champions. What's next? How do you keep your feet on the ground? Day by day, I think. Um, like you said, we, we've our lives changed from now, and Serena said that this, this morning, but we don't know that yet. We uh, have a joke that we're just a bunch of random little kids that have just come together and won a trip to the Euros and things like that, because that's how we feel. Again, we are like little school kids, and you know, even just for the young girls out there to see us on the stage like that, we don't want to be robotic. We don't want to be boring. Like. We want to show everyone to be themselves and express themselves and have no fear. And, you know, that's part of what comes with it. And that's, you know, what we've got to do over the next few days is engage with everybody and just soak up every ounce of this atmosphere. Because, again, you know, we, we've made history now and we've, we've created a legacy for ourselves and the rest of the nation. You know that I always mention Adrian Durham to you. You know he's your number one biggest fan. Have you got a message to him? No, always just thank you so much for your support. I saw a nice picture of him yesterday with his Frank Kirby top on, so he looked like he had a great time. And, yeah, I'm just happy that we could win this and that he can continue pushing the women's game and continue to talk about it. And, of course, you know, it's great when he's such a massive fan of mine. And, yeah, it's, it's great to have his support, so thank you so much. You know, if we want to continue going in this direction and we want women's football to be as big as it is now and if not bigger, then, you know, we have to keep getting the crowds in WSL and other leagues and it can't just be a one-off thing. So the fans have been absolutely incredible but we urge you to keep coming to WSL keep applying the pressure keep pushing us as players um, and yeah let's make it the biggest it's ever been and here's Simon I don't watch the Euros Jordan would you believe it leading the plaudits for the Lionesses that can't be right and after 56 years of longing decades of asking for a chance it's the Lionesses that end the pain I never thought I'd say this but as Leah Williamson grabs the Euros trophy for the first time, England are European champions. Any tournament, whatever the sport, whatever the patronage, whatever the you know uh, the culture of that sport, if you can go and win a tournament and achieve something, then it's something you should applaud. And my takeaway from it was was that when you look at it and you see the happiness that it brings, you see the families that are involved, 
You see the respect towards the authority of the game, the referees, you see the achievements. What else can you take away from that besides admiration? You look at it and say, that's a great achievement. I hope that it cannot fall into the trap that men's football has fallen into because everything mm. you saw yesterday was families, uh, young daughters with their fathers and families and, and groups of people going to watch a game. You saw no trouble. You saw no aggravation. You didn't see a culture of toxicity. You didn't mm-hmm. see people conning referees. You didn't see all of the things yep. that the wonderful men's game has now become. On now to the Sports Barn with Jason Cundy. There is absolutely no doubt that the standard technically of the women's game has come on miles and miles in the last decade. I mean, you know, there, there was the, the much maligned goalkeeper. You know, that would always be the, 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 the point you go at. But I have to say, I think even the goalkeeping now has improved immeasurably compared to what it was like 10, 15 years ago. Back now to Trafalgar Square. And here's the London Mayor, Sadiq Khan. We must not squander this uh, legacy. That means investing in school teachers in primary schools, secondary schools. Girls should be able to do football in PE. We need to make sure teachers have the confidence to teach girls football and other sports as well. We've got to make sure we invest in grassroots sports for girls and women. We've got to make sure we invest in the clubs uh, so women and girls can play sports in clubs. But also we've got to say to the Premier League clubs, you know, the the Etihad Stadium, the Stamford Bridge, uh, Spurs is a fantastic new stadium. That should be used for the women's game as well as the men's. Look, Wembley is the home for our men's team and also the women's team. We've got to make sure that we have gender equality in relation to not just uh, you know talking the talk, but walking the walk. On now to Danny Murphy and Simon Jordan having a big old barney about Cristiano Ronaldo walking out of Old Trafford at halftime in a pre-season friendly, even though lots of other players did as well. But that wasn't reported on because, oh no, that's not a story, is it? David De Gea, give him permission to leave at halftime. How dare he? Well, it doesn't look good. I don't think whatever your grievances and however big a name you are, you should do that. I think it gives a horrible message and it has to be dealt with. We don't know for sure whether he was given permission. It's unlikely, I would imagine. The fact is he hasn't played that much. I think he came back a little bit late for whatever reason. So maybe the plan in Ten Hag's head was always to only give him half, but maybe didn't communicate with him because if he had it done, obviously he wouldn't have walked out of the stadium. But if allegedly he's gone without permission, then it needs to be dealt with. You can't have a player doing that. It sets a horrendous example. So he had a conversation with Ronaldo saying to him, or not had a conversation, the perception might have been, I'm going to run you for 90 minutes, right? He sees him for 45 minutes, clearly isn't able to do it, subs him. So what should he do then? Sit down and give him a written explanation of how he should have done it for him in the first place. Mm. Maybe he didn't tell him he's going to play 45 minutes. Maybe he just did what a manager has the right to do, which is substitute a bleeding player. Well, and maybe you... the player isn't entitled to an explanation, which doesn't involve him storming off, if but that's you... what we believe but, he's done. But don't you read what you show? Or maybe none of the above applied, mm. and maybe Ronaldo was allowed to go, because they're talking about other people. I'm obviously I'm in a Twitterati world, but, but we're then, talking about other and people. And if that is the case, they should say it. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Well, if by not saying the obvious, saying, yeah, I gave him permission to go, it's done. If you then, if you don't speak about it and let people hypothesise like us in here, we're creating a problem that you then have to answer somewhere down the line. It's Jamie O'Hara claiming Ronaldo has proved himself to be toxic this summer. Toxic. That's a Britney Spears song, isn't it? Oops, I no, that's Oops, I Did It Again. Hold on, that's the same song, isn't it? I'll just play Toxic. He's always been a selfish player, right? He's always been about himself and his sort of records that he wants to break. And, you know, he's won trophies doing that and, and brought teams along on his own back, really. But now, 
He's not going to be. He's not doing that. So they want to go a different direction. I think Man United. It's all yeah. about the team. It's all about the way his philosophy of how he wants to do it. I know. I don't think Ronaldo's going to fit into it. But what he can't do is, you know, be walking away and being a bad egg in the dressing no, room because that's not him. That's not. I don't no. think that's what he's about. I mean, look, he he's one of the greatest players ever. But yeah. he's, but he's still he's still got to be part of a squad and 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 be part of a team. And look, at the end of the day, he's obviously tried to force his way out of there. He wanted out, and there's not been enough suitors to come and take him. His wages are too big. Yeah. You have to change the way you play if he's playing in your side. And you know, I think he maybe thought that there's going to be teams queuing up to sign him and there hasn't been now he's had to go back he hasn't trained properly he hasn't had a proper pre-season and you know he's, he's, he's got to go he's got to go now Liverpool fans booed the national anthem again ahead of the community shield months after they were condemned for doing so at the FA Cup final here's former Liverpool midfielder Danny Murphy making a big admission well I've done it You've booed the national. Anthem. I was a Liverpool fan. With my dad, I went to Wembley. I've been on the field. I've done, you know, I've been to finals. Well, I grew so up. So what are you a... doing here? Cutting them slight that they should continue to boo it? No, I said to you, I understand why they do it. 20, Did you 30... sing the national anthem when you were playing for England? Yes. Well, then you're hypocrites. Well, no, because I was a man and I was more understanding. I'm with you in the fact that it's not ideal, and it, in an ideal world you wouldn't have it. But it doesn't offend me that they do it. Would I do it now with my son at the match? Yeah, I think no. that's right. So if I've been to, the, I was at the finals against Chelsea with my kids. I didn't do it. So uh, that's, that's my choice. I understand why they do it and I've got no problem with them doing it. People have the right within reason to do what they want. And people also have the right to not particularly like it. And that's the flip side of the argument. If you don't like something, perhaps you're better served by saying nothing. When the players were booed for taking the knee, I actually turned around and said, well, you can't object to them booing because it's their right of expressing themselves. What mm. they should actually do, in my view, is turn Something their back different. on it and walk away from it and maybe yeah. just keep, and keep, their, keep their own counsel on it. And in this instance, the royal family... Whether you like it or you don't, and whether there's legitimacy behind this particular outlook. I'm not a royalist, but I respect the value of the royal family to this country. I respect the uniqueness of tradition and value and inherent opportunity that it gives us to separate us from the rest of the world. And people will push back and say, oh, the colonial empire and whatever else we want to do to rubbish our culture. I don't like it. I'm not offended by it because mm. nobody has the right to not be offended or to be offended. Nobody has that right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, we can hear from the former Man City winger, Tricky Trevor Sinclair, or Fred, as Darren Bent called him on Friday's show for some bizarre reason. 
Anyway, this is Fred Sinclair with a word of warning for Jack Grealish, if that is his real name. And now Gundogan has done brilliantly to tee up Grealish again and the angle is tight oh. and this time he drags it across the face of goal and just wide. Oh. I'm hoping that I see the improvement this year because he's got too much to be alright and that's what his performances were for the majority of last season. They were alright but listen Jack, he's a number 10, he, he's, a, he's, a, you know, he's one of them star players that gets gets the fans off the seats and, and, and gives them excitement. And we didn't really see enough of that last season. I seen it in the, the game against Real Madrid when he came off the bench. I thought it was excellent. And I thought, you know what, that should be the catalyst to make him believe that he's good enough. And this season come in and, and really hit the ground running. I think he started pre-season okay. Um, wasn't quite on it yesterday, but again, you know, we're talking about early on in pre-season. The season starts next week. He's, you know, I'm hoping that he, he really re- reproduces what we've seen him do yeah. at, at Aston Villa. Well, that's it, gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at 4pm today alongside my favourite Darren Bent. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first in the morning. Until then, thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 